Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, what's up? It's Murder Jam. You know, I just had the corner store, right? Getting what I got to get. And the dude, you know, I know the guy going there all the time. So he goes, uh, he's like, man, what's the matter with you, man? You don't look, you, you, why you look, you look sad, man. Why you look so sad? I was like, yeah, man, I'm cool, man. And he's like, no, man, you look like somebody broke your heart. I said, no, man. That's a motherfucking Knicks fan. What up, Knicks fans? And what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? (laughs) Uh, uh, Did somebody break your heart, Barry? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Blanderson. Is, is it a good day? Is it? That's a great, a day. Day. great I mean, day. You did. You did. You just tweeted out your Jericho Sims Superman tweet, so. That was like the highlight. There were like two highlights all day long. <laughs> that, was, that was one of them. Uh, make you feel a little good. What a day. What a fucking day. Just being a Knicks fan wrapped up into one game today. Which we're going to get to all of it, guys. Uh, remember, wherever you listen to us, watch us, leave us some ratings and reviews. You can call us if you want to get your voicemails into this show. That's right. And that phone number is the same as always. 516-33-MESH-1. <laughs> That's 516-336-3741 for all you illiterate assholes. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right. Somebody's in a bad mood. Yeah. And please subscribe to the one podcast that isn't going to take advice from the guy who didn't even have the foresight to throw out his shitty underwear when he crapped his pants at work. Wow. Still getting shit from that. Still getting shit because here's Dickie. Literally and figuratively. Here's Dickie being Dickie. Dr. Dickey here. Holy fuck, Craig. You made me wait a goddamn week for another episode? This is ridiculous. A whole fucking week. I put this on you, man. You you the fucking ringleader out here. I don't care if Blandy stubbed his fucking toe and didn't feel like doing enough. I don't care if Barry got caught by his wife jerking it to some fucking cotton panties ad. <laughs> And he lost his computer privilege access. Whatever the it situation was, you got to get these boys on board to doing some more episodes. Come on now. Don't make me wait a whole fucking week to hear your sexy voices. That ain't right. That ain't right. All right. Have a good one. Well, here we are. <laughs> what, 24 hours <laughs> later, another fresh episode. For Is you. it 24? Quick, quick turnaround. Listen, we, we, we're, we had to come on because... We're not doing shows after West Coast games this week. Fuck that shit. Coming on tonight and I think Thursday later in the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I I will say that I I was willing to come on after one of the West Coast games. That's not going to happen. Right. You two shot that down pretty quick. Yeah. No way. You want me at my best, Craig, and my best is not going to be at (laughs) 1.30 in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Basketball's back, and unfortunately for us. And Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online 
and as your continued source for all your sports wagering info. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even... Wow. Golf. Like I guess it's never going to be as good as the first Why? Time. I thought we got it. I thought we no, hit that. You missed mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't in sync tonight, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Head on over to bet online. So, but this is the first quarter here. We should be on fire right now. All right. <laughs> Head on over to betonline.ag to join and get your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Here Guys, comes the money. Oh, here, here comes go. the fucking money. Here we go. All right. That's how we were all feeling in the first quarter tonight. Ugh. Right. Early game today, 12 o'clock start. Barry, you were talking about how nice that was. I agree. I like that. Um, yeah, not because I was watching it at 12, because I wasn't. But the fact that <laughs> I could just got to watch it, it when you got home. Yeah. Watch it whenever I want to fucking watch it, which was pretty there you nice. Go. So I went to Costco with the family this morning. We were running a little late. Um, I was recording it too, so I knew I was going to pick it up right when I got home. I'm driving. I'm getting texts from Blandy. We're getting a text from Blandy, right? Mm. Are you guys yeah. watching this? And then like yeah. one of those emojis with like a red. A red face emoji, which is what, Blandy? No, it was the big eye one. Oh, that was a big eye one with red cheeks. <laughs> the big eye no? one, like, wow. What, yeah, whatever probably like around like 1230, quarter to one. And I'm like, oh, End what's going quarter. on? What's going on in the game? And I've been driving for like a half an hour at that point. We go, we go to Costco all the way by you, Barry, just because we like it. Um, so I'm like, oh, I got to check what's going on. So I check the ESPN app and I see 48 fucking points in the first quarter. Yeah, and meanwhile, and I text him. I was like, look, don't, you know, I'm not watching yet. I'm not even checking social media. <laughs> meanwhile, a minute after Blanderson's text, I, I left my Knicks PR notifications oh, that's on. That's the worst. Like, fucking PR notifications. What's going to happen during the game? Sure enough, that text is like, Nick set a franchise record 48, pen, 48 points in the first quarter. I'm like, fuck. You know? Yeah, so I'm, I'm driving. I'm seeing the Jericho Sims dunk, which was crazy. And then I'm, I'm driving. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great... This is going to be a great afternoon. This is, you know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to enjoy this. I get home, get the game on. I'm watching it on delay. Watch that first quarter. My son's even went into it. I'm sitting there loving it. 48 points. The alley-oop to Jericho Sims. Mm. The alley-oop to Toppin, which I think mm. set the record. Right? And I'm like, wow. You know, I've, I've been feeling really down lately. I've been feeling really down. And in that quarter, at the end of that quarter, I was like, wow, I, I feel good again. You know, I've been feeling like these young teams are passing us by as we're like <laughs> stuck in the middle. And I'm like, no, this is a good, talented young team we're playing. And here we just set our franchise record in the first quarter for points. And our guys are looking great and it's fun. It's like, maybe it isn't so bad. Well, the greatest first quarter in the Knicks history had us feeling so fucking good, was followed by the most embarrassing loss of the fucking season. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. There were a few bright spots, but Barry, how did it feel when you finally watched that game? Was it... I mean, I have to be honest, we were only up 12 after that first quarter, and you sort of knew in the back of your head 
you know, we might, we might blow this. Yeah. But I really didn't. I just that to, to, to have that high after the first quarter, and just crash like that, and for OKC to score, we yeah sure we scored forty eight points in the first quarter. They scored eighty six <laughs> over the next two against us. No, even at, even at the end of the first half, to let up seventy nine points to anybody in a half, it goes back to what we've been talking about for a long time, which is where is the defense on this team? And I know we're without Mitchell Robinson. And I think it's starting to show. It's like, how much is it really going to impact the defense? Well, look, I think it's showing it. I mean, between that and and the coaching, those two things are affecting the Knicks defense. It's just not there. And Mitchell Robinson, having him back there, I think affects everything else. And and I think Bill Pito brought it up. And Wally didn't really answer the question much. But he said to, like, Wally after the game, he's like, um, He's like, well, yeah, but Mitch stays at the rim, and the Knicks' three-point, you know, perimeter defense is really what's struggling. So, how does not having him in there affect that? And Wally didn't really give an answer, but I think the answer is that other guys probably feel comfortable enough that he's on the back line there, that they can rush out and really defend that guy, and not have to worry if they lose their man coming to the basket because Mitch is back there to defend them. And I think that's a, a valid response because, as decent as Hartenstein has been on defense, and and I'll say he's been decent. Sims, as much fun as he is to watch, he's not nearly as good on defense as either of these other two players. I think you're lacking a, a huge part of your defense on Mitch, and it's really showing, and I can't wait till he gets back there. So hopefully we can get a modicum of respectable defense back to New York because it, it was pathetic, Craig. I don't care how many points you're scoring. You can't be letting up 79 points in the half and, what, 145 points? In the game, come on! You know what? I don't care how many Mitchell Robinsons we're fucking missing, Barry. I don't care. I'm not willing to let Tibbs go and the rest of this roster slide just because Mitch was out. We no, gave you up can't. 145 you points. We gave up 145 points to OKC. That should be like a double overtime total. That's more and- points than the Maccabee team gave up to OKC in the preseason. They gave up 144 Pathetic. to them. We gave yep, up that- 145 in regulation. Inexcusable. And, and look, th- this is a good young OKC team. They're not a better team than the Knicks. Go up the roster up and down. Yeah, Shea Gilders Alexander is great. The other pieces are very talented young players. They're you, you put them because they're not better than the Knicks. Maybe they are. Then they're not though. But I want to agree with you, Barry. But at what point do we all wake the fuck up? The Knicks all sucks. And wake the fuck up and we we realize that Knicks are socks. Can we put our best players on the floor at the end of a game? In the fourth quarter of the game? They're sitting on the bench. Who are our best players? Was RJ one of our best players Not tonight, but Brunson had it going and he didn't play the final 17 minutes of the game. But don't I get that and I see all the calls. All season we've been talking about it. I see all the calls for everyone. (laughs) I I don't like Tibbs right now at all, by the way. No, he's on my my naughty list. I can sort of understand why he (laughs) went with the guys who at least inched them back at the end of the game. Who, Evan Fournier? Right, but did Fournier Did he inch anybody? Give me a break. IQ, come on. IQ played great. IQ was great. Cam Reddish was great. Cam Reddish Evan was great. Fournier the two bright spots. should not have seen the light of day in the fourth quarter. Evan Fournier played more minutes than Obi Toppin. Evan Fournier played 
almost three times as minutes as Quentin Grimes, which I still don't understand what's going on with Quentin Grimes. He's only playing Quentin eight Grimes minutes. Quentin Grimes got to be on a, a minutes game? restriction. He's got to be on a fucking minutes restriction. That's is the there craziest, any other reason? That's the craziest Tell fucking us. minutes restriction I've ever seen in my life. Tell eight us what's fucking wrong minutes? with his foot. Tell us what's wrong. Is it He can sore? either play or he is, can't play. Eight minutes? Does he have plantar fasciitis? What does he have? I know, look, I know he didn't, I don't think he scored when he was out there, but he was running all over the place. He was contributing. He gave up his own shot to get the ball to other people. He contributed to ball movement. And again, he was impactful. And yet again, yeah, he couldn't crack an eight minute, eight minutes of playing time. Right, it, I think, it's got to be a minutes, or, rotation, think, uh, minutes restriction that yeah. we're not being told about. I think in the third quarter, RJ came out after three minutes and Grimes came in. That's where Grimes, I think, saw all of his minutes was for those next eight. And then he was out for the rest of the game. RJ never came back in. RJ was terrible. Two for 10, yeah, four got points. Got that first basket. 19 and what, minutes. Two more points he, after that, right? He honestly got a couple baskets early, I think, that were like nice drives and finishes. And I was like, that, wow, he four points. RJ. And yes, and then he the never other scored again. The other compliment I'll pay RJ, because we've been seeing the last couple of games and we were bashing him on it the first half of this season up to this point, was that he's finally passing when he charges to the rim and a yes. shot's not there. I'll give him that. But yeah, other than that, he didn't have it going. No, Fournier, by the way, 20 minutes, 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 3 from 3. Oh my Zero God. Zero points. Dude, Ev Zero Evan points. Fournier continues to play himself off of this team while Cam Reddish proves himself to being the starting rotation. It's Reddish was so good. I mean, it, this was a depressing day, but yes, Reddish was good. 26 points. Three boards, four steals, two assists, oh driving God. down the late. Like he's the opposite of RJ when it comes to finishing. Dude, dude the steals, the defensive intensity. He yeah. was, he was. I don't know also, where this came oh, from, yeah. Craig. He's also yeah. much longer than than RJ. Yeah. So he's he's. It's much easier for him to to finish around the basket. He's definitely yes, but got. There's also that, been, that, but, but there's not also as been critiques strong. on his game no. that he was that he didn't show effort in that. For, and and this season, it's been the opposite. He's did, really, really been putting forth yeah. the did effort. Either of you see? I saw really, a clip on Twitter. I can't remember who it was because it wasn't the Knicks who put it up. There's a clip of Randall getting a rebound and kind of slowly bring it up, and Reddish yeah, yeah. is running on the on the bottom, and you could see like he kind of like throws his hands up. Because he's upset at Julius for not pushing yeah, he the wanted ball to get for the slowing ball it down. In transition. Yep. Yeah. I saw that. And I, I yeah. I replayed that a couple times. I didn't think it was that. I mean, it wasn't he that wasn't egregious. That open, you know. And they right. weren't. They weren't flying down the court. He sort of had a little bit of an opening there, and Randall could yeah, have given like it to him, but it wasn't. Call. But it was interesting that Reddish was throwing his arms up and seemed right. frustrated. You know. Yeah. Uh, what a game. <laughs> what a fucking shit! Hell, fuck! Exactly. And Shy Gilgis Alexander looked great out there, and I, you know, I don't even. We haven't talked about these rumors because I honestly don't believe any of them. But <laughs> why would this come true? No, I know. I don't want to give it any weight, but we have heard. I don't know if it's true or not that he's not happy there. He looked fucking happy to me out there. <laughs> that he's he, not happy he's, there, and maybe the yeah. Knicks are. You know, stockpiling all these assets, sure like are. everyone says, to get a megastar. Is that megastar him? I don't know if he's considered a megastar, but he no. fucking looks like one out there. He had 37 <laughs> points, eight assists, five boards, 13 for 22 from the field. I mean, he blows any of our young guys out of the water. Yeah. Oh. And it's like anytime it looked like the Knicks were going to get something going. 
Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> anytime, anytime the Knicks got anything going, it it felt just like he would come down the other court, make an impossible shot, or any of the other guys around them, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, they would just make these incredible shots, and it would just shut the Knicks right down. They couldn't get stops. And once again, it was stops. a three point shooting. They could not defend the three. They no, could not. seventeen for thirty one. OKC was seventeen for thirty one. Yeah, because the Knicks outplayed them in a lot of other categories. And it's like if you looked at these categories, you would think, wow, you know, the Knicks out, out rebounded them here or they they did this or they did that. And it's like you wow, how how did the Knicks not win this game? But the field goal percentage that OKC put on in this game was just too good. And the mm. Knicks couldn't overcome it. Fifty five for eighty eight, OKC. Sixty two and a half from the field and fifty five from three. I mean, you can't. You're not going to be able to win a game like that. There's no way. Did you see the Stefan Bondi tweet after the game about James Dolan? Yeah. I'm going to read this tweet. I'm going to read this tweet. I'm going to read this tweet so Barry can shoot it down. You ready? Go ahead. Stefan Bondi. <laughs> uh, I love. I mean, I I'm starting to get excited about. <laughs> Is Tibbs gone? I uh, have an answer for this. Stefan Bondi, about 40 minutes after the game finished, James Dolan security still guarding his suite at MSG. Okay. Is James Dolan Tooth- napping in there, Barry, or is he tearing Leon Rose? Go in there. Two, two, two things. Number one, it was what, three o'clock in the afternoon? Plandy, you're saying he's taking a big shit? Maybe, maybe. We don't know. <laughs> Why not? That's a solid number so, two. So, Barry, man. you're saying he's in a no rush to get two, out of not- there? At three o'clock in the afternoon. Did the Rangers have a home game tonight? Yes. Okay. So I mean, normally he's there okay, so for he's Knicks home games, there. Rangers home games. Yeah. So what is he going to fucking leave and come back? No. I don't think it's that crazy. There you have it, Stefan. Maybe he had a, a lady friend with him. Right. Who doesn't want to be made to feel better after a blowout? With a blowout. And with a blowjob. Or with a blowjob. Sure. Wilson Chandler after the game. Wilson Chandler, who I didn't even know had a Twitter account. It's just Wilson Chandler and it's verified. Well, doesn't he, picked, he? He's got like a podcast. Verified doesn't mean anything like anymore, Craig. No, it doesn't. No, he, it's, he, wrote, it's definitely him, he, he wrote, Knicks need to find, more, but he had a lot of followers. Knicks need to find more minutes for Obi Toppin and Quentin Grimes. Rotation too big. Tibbs played oh. 11 guys today. He's got that. Now it's like 10 plus one because of Grimes, because Grimes is playing eight minutes a game. So who's coming out besides Fournier, though? Who else is getting cut from the- A lot of well, people, lot of people on Rose? Twitter are calling for Derrick Rose to, to, to come out of the rotation. Look, any, any first of all, yeah, Derrick Rose has not been doing well. And he was fine tonight. But any shot that he misses this year has been short. Well short. It's always hitting the front of the fucking rim. I don't know if he lost too much weight and he lost some of his strength in that too. He's not eating enough. I don't know what the fuck it is, but all shots are falling short. I don't think that's the answer. Um, what I will tell you, who got too many minutes down the stretch is Jericho Sims. I didn't see him all this fourth quarter. Isaiah Hardenstein, I had to check. I was like, is, was he in foul trouble? And I just didn't fucking realize. No, he wasn't. And he was playing well. I'd rather have him in there in the fourth quarter. At least you're going to get some possible point production out of somebody. And again, you were, you know, falling behind you needed to come back and if it wasn't Hartenstein in there take out Sims and give me some more Obi and Randall you know minutes together I there were so many fucking faults with Tibbs tonight and I'm gonna piggyback from last episode after the last couple of games Thibodeau is doing a shitty fucking job 
You're, you're not showing us anything. And there was a little bit of hope that we had at the beginning of the season because you're seeing some new things. But he, he's not coaching. He's coaching horribly. I feel like any of the three of us can do a better job than he's doing right now. <laughs> I and just don't. It's yeah, ridiculous yeah. to say because all the experience and yada, yada, yada. But it's like it's plain as day. It's like there's no argument for what he's making. He can't come up with an argument. Reporters are asking me after the game, why did you do this? Why did you do that? It makes no fucking sense what he's Ooh, saying. Your voice just cracked. <laughs> it did because yeah, I'm very outraged over man. it. Holy cow. What is he? What is he adding to this team? Thibodeau is he motivating the players is he teaching them how to play D which is his calling card is he doing rotations properly is he developing the young guys is this team getting better Craig he says after every game that he watches the game films two three times after and nobody else does so he sees things that we don't see and that's why he does what he does Listen, well, I, it doesn't I, work. Whatever I, you're I doing doesn't work. So is he saying that he's more he's he's coaching this team as better as good as anybody could possibly coach because he knows that much more than anyone else. This is the most he can get out of this Knicks team. Is it is it his fault they gave up 145 points? Yes, it is his. How fault. is it his? Uh, he's not. Well, the whose one fault is play? it? He's whose not fault the one is it? Not rotating is it the entire, on the threes. He's he not the manages one, the whole team. He manages the whole team. I, I understand. Team. It's but not he one bears, player's fault. It's not three players' fault. He bears fault. responsibility, he, but he's he, not playing. This, this season, though, we've praised Jalen Brunson to no end, especially down the stretch of games. How he he's in control. How he makes shit happen, and he's not in there for one minute in the fucking fourth quarter of this game. A game where that was with you could argue was within reach. You had a whole quarter. I don't. I mean, you think you, know, that, you put it you within, think they had within a chance I think, in the fourth quarter at one point? Yes. Put Brunson in there and, if you're going to make something happen. I, I need to watch Evan Fournier in this game. Get the fuck sure. out of here. The, the main and issue yes, is as, as bad as bad as as bad as RJ was with his four points and his two for ten. He's RJ Barrett. All right, and he's yes. He, he we are loyal to him, and he has shown. To come up big at the end of games. Thank you. And there's Fournier with a big fat fucking zero the whole game. And he's playing in the fourth quarter. Why not get the whole game? This whole season, Fournier's been a dud. All right? He's playing himself out. He's going to be traded by the by the trade deadline this season. Nobody's going to want him on this team. Nobody's going to want him. Who's going to trade for him? It doesn't matter. I I don't care what you get for him. Is he an expiring contract yet? No. No, no, right. He's only in year so two. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna trade. Nobody's gonna Look, trade. Even for if you that. have to get him off this team for six cents on the dollar, picks. you do it. You do you it because there's not room for him on this rotation. Garbage. No, you just you, you just. It, it's getting to that point, though. I don't know. You find a way to wave him. I'd rather wave him than give up picks and trade him. They're not. They're not. Buy him out. Look, Look, buy him out. The point is, there. I, I, you know, Thibodeau had the whole fourth quarter to tinker with something, and it just wasn't done. You know. You had to do something here. The, 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 it was clear. It was clear that the five players that he left on the court just it wasn't going to happen for them. Right, but quickly was playing well. Quickly correct? was playing great. I don't have a problem with quickly. Reddish was been out on there. The court he was the playing well all season and in years past. Right, but Cam Randall is fine. Randall, Cam, and quickly were playing well. Yes, four should that. not have been in there. Jericho Sims, you should have either substituted either Obi or Hartenstein. That was an easy substitution to make. Sims has hardly been playing at all this year. Very, very little. It's all of a sudden, like he he's fucking bad, outplaying uh, 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 Hartenstein. He had, he had eight points and eight boards. And if you notice, Hartenstein and by the was, way, and was, by the way, was a minus 19 for the game. 
And by the way, the Knicks didn't need a center out there because OKC really didn't have a big guy. They don't have, yeah. They, they don't. So that's the one time where you can put Obi. So you put o- Obi and RJ out there. Yeah, or Brunson. And take out Fournier. Yeah, I, we don't. We don't have to solve the whole fucking issue of who, who the, the five should be out there. The thing is, there's so many the problem other is there options. There were guys on the bench who we depend on, who are good in fourth quarters. That we had Fournier out there and Jericho Sims. Then he's got to tighten the rotation. Then he, tighten he, the rotation. <sighs> it's got to be more than just Fournier because ten ten guys is too. It's too many. Honestly, I, I mean, I love Derrick Rose, but I would g- take out Fournier and Rose, like people are saying. It I want so quickly, I want game, quickly, dude. and Obi and these young guys to get as many minutes as possible. Grimes, I, he obviously is what? on the, some the, sort of restriction. The bench, but when is he's just not, Grimes. what are you going to do? Just have eleven guys out there every night? So you're saying play nine: Grimes, Hartenstein, quickly, and Toppin off the bench, and that's it, right? Sure, play nine. Have Derrick Rose. He's a situational. Depending on if you need him out there, I don't have a problem. Eleven is not a realistic way to move forward with. When when Mitch comes back, Sims will come out, so it'll just be Mitch in his place. So you're gonna go with eleven guys, eleven. Honestly, I I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I think it's such a small part of what's wrong is playing eleven versus ten versus nine. Tibbs, what I'm saying is Tibbs is, is is a huge part of the problem, okay? He's a huge and, part. He's not and, doing anything. He's not no. doing anything to help us. I don't see what he's giving us, like you said, Barry, over any other coach. What's he giving us? No, and it's really starting to show. Right. So if they get rid of him, though, then wh- who steps in? Johnny Bryant? Or Most sure. likely he's going to be Johnny Anybody. Bryant. Are going to set the world Fine. on fire with Johnny Bryant as our head coach? We'll do the look, same thing we're doing, at least. And look, we've, we've seen gonna enough. Are going to get worse? We've seen enough when the, when the team moves the ball and when they play fast. Maybe. He got a lot of fire under this team. Maybe he's the guy to do it. I don't know. I don't know how many wins is the difference of, but it certainly could have been a difference in the win tonight. This was a, a winnable game. I don't think so. I disagree. I don't think this was... After giving up 86 points in the second and the third, I, I just don't see it. I know they pulled within like eight or whatever a couple of times or, or nine. This game was lost in the second and third quarter. I mean, I see what you're saying just in terms of change, you know, not putting 40, but I, forget it. They broke our backs in the second and the third quarter. There was no way they were coming back in the fourth. No way. I mean, it was devastating to have those 48 points and then to go into the second half down. How do you give up 86 points in two quarters? How do you do that? It's like a video game. It's a, it's a video game score. The defense is non-existent. Listen, let's hear what our listeners think, guys. Voicemails presented by Betstamp. Betstamp, our good friends at Betstamp. If you're betting on the NBA or anything else for that matter, and you're only using one or two sportsbook apps to do it, what are you doing? Hmm, This is your hard-earned money we're talking about, which is why you should have Betstamp. Betstamp is a 100% free app that compares all the sports books and does the line shopping for you. So you'll know where to place your next bet to get the best odds. For example, you're betting NFL Sunday, you're going to find a difference in point spreads. It could be five and a half from one sports book and four and a half on another, which is huge in football. One point is big. So if you can get those odds, you got to grab them. And the only way to get an edge in online sports betting is by having multiple accounts at different sports books. And Betstamp is going to show you where to go. So download that app today 
Use promo code HARDNEXTLIFE to let them know where you found them. And after you download the BetStamp app, DM Craig, Blandy, or myself, and we'll let you know how you can score even bigger with BetStamp. Yeah, well, <laughs> we are having a lot of fun betting using BetStamp, right? It has made yeah. it a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, all right, By the Blandy. way, I was, I was going to bet on the on the Thunder against the Knicks today because they were getting like uh, five uh. and a half beforehand. And then I was like, I can't I can't do that. I don't want to be rooting against the Knicks. And then no, you can't. That, Unfortunately, you got to put that aside. Yeah. Hmm. All right, here we go. Starting with Ralph. Jenny and Ralph are here at the start of the Knicks and Thunder game. They're interrupting my brunch today. I thought you were going to say nap. Wait, let's start over. Let's start Ralph over. I, I won't step on, on Ralph him. anymore. Barry's stepping on him. I feel like you just missed a critical part of Janie's singing an okay. ACDC okay. song. So I did miss a critical part. I was going to say, I thought he was taking a nap. That's all I said. <laughs> all right, now stop talking. The Thunder. Janie and Ralph are here at the start of the Nixon Thunder game. They're interrupting my brunch today. Thunderstruck. <laughs> but really, go Knicks. Knicks are rolling over the thunder. <sighs> JDRJ is the Black Panther. Who's Superman? What's his name, Sam? Sam. Yay, what? Sam's the Superman. He can fly. It's a dog fight. <laughs> the Knicks are down. They're really down. Down on the ground. How can you laugh when you know we're down? How can you laugh when you know we're down? Well, who, who is that, by the way? Is that a real oh, song? Oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next boss and Janie is not a happy camper. Well, nobody's played defense in that game. Thunder. Catch you guys later. Janie. Uh, as just uh, the voice of an angel. I are they would say. big? Are they big? Uh, uh, I was going to say right now. the voice of an angel. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> there you go. So they're ACDC fans. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, sorry, Janie. Sorry, Ralph, that your brunch was fucking ruined. <laughs> You're lucky that you didn't eat food before watching that. You know? That's true. Because it would have ended <laughs> up all point. over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a debate. Jesus Christ. There's like six minutes left in this fucking OKC game, and I'm, I'm done. I'm tapping out. Only the Knicks could set a fucking franchise record scoring 48 first quarter points and then immediately followed up by allowing 43 points in the second quarter. Uh, so fucking Nixy. Jesus fucking Christ. Where's the defensive pride for this fucking team? Where's that New York City grit? What the fuck does Tibbs have them doing in practice? I mean, his defensive schemes and his discipline, it's what he's fucking known for. And if you can't bring that, he needs to fucking go. It's ridiculous. I don't know. The only bright spot I can see is you know, Cam Reddish looks like he's getting a little better with some more consistent playing time. And I know like he's fucking reckless going into the hoop sometimes, but sometimes 
there's like these long loping strides into the paint and then it finishes smooth. And when it is, it's like you can almost, it's like he's almost Shea Gildas Alexander and John Morant. I don't know. <laughs> That's about the best I got. It's a hard next life. Hope to pay out. Uh, is it is it a bad sign that we're so enamored with Cam Reddish right now and he's like one I of the brightest yes. spots on this roster? Two weeks ago, Barry's like, I want him off this team. Now all of a sudden, now, all what of does a sudden, that say about everybody like, else? No, he's, he's clearly should be starting. Evan Fortier is the one that should be <laughs> off this team. Yeah, I totally But everyone looks so average that Cam Reddish, the potential of Cam Reddish is getting us excited. Dude, he's... His hands are everywhere. He's deflecting passes left and right. <laughs> He's disrupting yeah. the other Barry's team's really offense. Into it. He's into it. Dude. His hands are everywhere. You like that? He's passing the ball now, too. It's not like, you know, solar focused on the rim. He actually has his eyes wide open. Yeah, he's, he's got playing a way, really great. He's, like, Barry wanted him off the team after that game. I forget who we were playing, but he had some drives that he just oh my chucked God. it up. <laughs> Yeah. And he had no chance of it going in. He wasn't open, threw it over his head. But lately, he's driving the lane with a purpose, and he is going straight to the basket. Like, he almost threw one down tonight. I think he dropped it in, but he does glide in there, and it's enjoyable it's to watch. It's really long. Yeah. What's his wingspan, I wonder? Now, he's, I was watching him tonight. I was like, now that's a basketball player. That is a good basketball player right there. It's funny how he's like, I mean, I, I just assume for for us, with us at least, he's raised his stock so much in just a handful of games this season. And he's not- He, he plays like a number one. He's also not putting up points tonight, every night. You know, he's- Right. But he's had these moments that get you very excited. And tonight was one of them. Plenty. Uh Brandon. Okay. Oh, and by the way, uh, start, hold on, hold on, oh. hold on. While we're on Cam Barry's, Reddish, Barry's starting some. lineup numbers tonight, plus minus in the starting lineup. R.J. Barrett, minus 14. Julius Randle, minus 10. Arzea yeah. Hartenstein, minus 19. Jalen Brunson, minus 20. Cam Reddish, plus two. two. <laughs> yeah, the only plus guys tonight were Sims, Rose, Quickly, and Reddish. When, when Jericho Sims is leading the team in plus minus, that's not a good, <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Not a good thing. It's not even double digits. So, all right, here we go, Brandon. Hey, Craig, Barry, Blandy, it's Brandon. Brandon, I, dude, this is so frustrating, man. It's like we're getting worse <laughs> on the defensive end, man. I'm watching this game, and it's like, where's the, where's the attitude? Where's the you know, not in our house. Where's the the grind? I mean, after watching the OTC game, it's like, man, I don't know. So I pose the question to you. Defensively, are we predictable? Offensively, are we predictable? Do we, I mean, at this point, like, do we need to move on from tips? Well, we know how Barry feels. Barry's fucking going like this. Mm. Right. Oh, that's what he was doing. That's what yeah, Barry was the doing. The thumb was out. Oh, I thought you There's a difference were... between this and this. Maybe it's just a really long dick that you were jerking off, and so that's why your thumb was there okay. for control. 
All right. I'm telling you, Settle for us down. to lose Settle at home, down. guys, for us to lose at home with, with with guys who this front office at least believes are re- are really good veterans in like Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and a lot of what our front office and a lot of us fans think are really good young players and a f- roster full of them. And we're not playing rookies out there. These are all young players who have a few years experience. And we lose at home today to fucking OKC, who like Barry said, has like one guy, maybe one and a half, Giddy and Shea Gill just, they don't even have their first pick. They're not a bad playing. team though. They've been, no, they've but had it a is, good season so far. But they are just, y- but they're just fucking young players. That's it. No veterans, nothing. And here we are with some experience on our roster and we give up 140 fucking five points to them. It is so bad. It is so bad. Literally, they're, they might be ahead of us and they've got like nothing. They don't have the same talent. I, I, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. It's, it's gotten to the point. What are we building? What are we building? What is that? What is that, Barry? That's the clock. And I think Thibodeau is officially on the clock. And I think the front office is watching him. And I think his games are numbered. You're not the only one. You're not the only one that has to have sound. Okay? We couldn't hear that, but maybe it'll show up in the mic. It doesn't show up. Maybe it will. Hopefully it does. (laughs) But um But yeah, no, I think I I, come on, after after tonight, if if they haven't been really having Thibodeau's picture up on the board and really, you know, been in their office and saying, Okay, is this time that he's fucking out of here? This game has gotta put him to that point. It's an infuriating game. It's embarrassing for the front office to watch. OKC do that to us at home. It's got to be. I because honestly, before, before we started, dude, before but before we started recording this night, and I know I was like, let's record tonight, okay? Because we're we're off Monday and we play Tuesday. But part of me was like, shit, should we not record tonight? Because tomorrow morning there's gonna be some fucking news that Tibbs is gone. <laughs> it could be to that point because it could be. I felt like in other games where Tibbs has gotten trashed because of his coaching decisions. There's always some argument you could say, okay, I see where he was going here. He 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 went with the guys that he's trusted. Or these particular guys had it going tonight, so he left them in for a little bit longer because they were the ones that had it going. There's no excuse, you know, for, for tonight. So I, I, I've got no defense for Thibodeau. I'm, I've run out of mm. defenses for him. And I would not, I would not, I would not miss him. If he was gone, and and game one of the season, I thought I really thought there was no way, because I, I remember we had like these pods where we would do predictions or surprises or this and that, and I, I thought it was really unrealistic for him not to be the coach of this team even by the end of this season. Yeah. And now it's, you know, it's, it's hard for me to find reasons to keep him. So I I, I wouldn't miss him at all. Not even the beard. No, I've got Janie, no problem with the beard. Janie I think I'm on, I'm on, I'm on my own island with that one. I don't dislike the beard. <laughs> you just okay. dislike the man that's wearing the beard. The man behind the beard. Yes. Yeah. Him, I have a problem with. All right, Blandy, murder Jim Last to one. close us out. Okay, here we go. <laughs> murder Jim again? Yeah, we we heard murder about Jim, murder Jim. We, we heard I, about I love... Jim's visit to the corner store. Now we're gonna hear a nice, <laughs> nice up and down murder Jim. All right. I loved Murder Jim's open to the show tonight, and it just like made me think that like, Murder Jim could have his own sitcom. 
Murder Jim could be like a star, his own reality show. He's a he's a fucking character. Oh man, I gotta tell you. There's a little crazy. Murder Jim. There's a little crazy in Murder Jim. Walking around a bodega all sad. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. Okay. Okay, okay. It's Murder Jim. I don't want to talk about any of this shit, but what are we gonna do? Look, man. It's tough. I don't know, man. Everyone wants to fire the coach. Yeah, man. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I haven't been looking at the fire, the coach kind of dude, but in the front office says, okay, they're doing pretty good. But I mean, uh, I, all right, man. I'm just gonna admit it. All right, it's not easy for me to say, man. But okay, we probably should have made that fucking trade, man. <laughs> we probably should have made that trade. Maybe the draft picks are going to be fucking for some other slaps that never play or that don't matter that much or that we just like a lot. Um, or maybe it's just the unknown of, you know, we think they could be that everybody falls in love with. Because the known, here's the thing about the, what we know, it's not that good. It's not that good. Um, maybe... Uh, Maybe RJ Bear. I don't know. You know, I don't want to spill off much, but um, fuck, dude. You got, I got a lot of thinking to do, man. I'm not happy with any of this, and I think we got to open the discussion about first of all that I've been trying to just ignore that maybe we should have made that fucking goddamn trade, man. No matter what the cost, because Quentin Grimes and RJ Bear and quickly, man. You know they're cool, but. Come on, <laughs> they're not fucking. Maybe they're not what I was building them up. Maybe they're not what we were all building up. Seeing them, and I'm not, I'm not one of those impulsive, emotional. Well, maybe the emotional part, but the impulsive pivoters who's like, "Well, no, try everybody. Just try this guy. Just grab it up. I maybe shake him." But something's not right, dude. We gotta just something's gotta change. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's smarter people who fucking can make these decisions is what I like to convince myself of. But I don't know, man. I don't know. We've got to figure some shit out, man, because this is just fucking... It's not... You know, when you know, you know that this is... It's just fucked up, dude. It's not good. This is not good. It's a hard, sad... Fucking Nick's life so hard and sad. <laughs> I'll be talking. Let me let me ask you guys a question. You know Nick Tater on yeah, our, our good friend Nick Tater on Twitter. Okay. Or is it Nickinator? Nickinator. Nickinator. He tweeted that like the last game he he was at the game and he left because he couldn't take it anymore. He like left his seat and was just walking around. He just didn't feel like watching. And he never did that before in a Nick game. He was just over it. And I responded, I replied to him that I was like, yeah, I kind of feel, I've kind of been feeling that way too lately. And then someone else came to the defense of the Knicks saying, you know, because I was like, there's been no progress. It's like stagnant and stale and nothing seems to get better. And it feels like the same thing year after year. And someone else was like, it's like, no, it is progress that, that we're a 500 team with with a with a roster basically nine of the 11 guys are all young guys 
there's very few veterans and we're going to be like a 500 team and it's all young guys getting the minutes we've got all our assets and that's progress and i all i kind of was buying into it kind of sort of buying into it saying like maybe that's true is that true if we're a 500 team at the end of this year with with the obs and the quicklies and and the rjs and and all the, and the reddishes and everyone getting all the playing time basically aside from Julius and Derek Rose and Brunson. Is I, that progress? Is do you think down, that's progress? I believe deep down that it is and I believe that you can look at Obi Toppin and see progress. You can look at Emmanuel quickly and today, I mean against OKC was a great example. I mean this was Quickly's best game by far this season. Um and hopefully, you know, we see more of that from him because up until this point, you know, he he's been not great. Not, Not great, great at all. Um, but yeah, the fact that we got top and quickly, and and I mean, once Grimes is off this minutes restriction, because I'm convinced that's what it is, uh, and he gets more playing time, hopefully we see what we've seen from him. Yes, I think you have to be a 500 team. It's part of the way to your progression. They've been so bad. You know, you take that playoff season out of here, you know, from, from two years ago or whatever, or lump it into a huge thing. I don't know. But 500 team is a stepping stone to success. So I I would take a 500 season at this point right now than a losing season um 10 games under 500. Cuz that's not going to get you a number 1 pick, you know, anyway. So give me that, show me that you can be consistently decent first with this young talent that we have. And then we see what happens next year. You know, I don't think it's kicking the ball down the line, kicking the ball down the line, because that's what you do losing season after losing season after losing season. Give me a 500 season in here. I'll take it. Right. But so if that's okay with you. Yes. Then I'm, that's where we're at right now. We win a game, yes. we lose a game. We win a game, we lose a game. So you're, then why you're right, but I could still be frustrated. I could still be frustrated right, well, at losses like this. I mean, that's like I get that it's a frustrating loss, but if they come up, if they turn around and they win the next game, all right, then we're right back where we were. And then we lose and then we win. And we win a couple, then we lose a if, so, if they end these up aren't the types of games I want to lose that I want to lose, nor should we be losing. We should have won. You know, we, we've said it. Listen, we should up, be losing until, to the good teams. This is a this team point, that we, we should have beat. I'm not saying that they're necessarily that much better than the Knicks, but I do believe the Knicks are better than them. You had to win this we game. We should have won this game. Up to this point, we've been losing the games we should have lost, and we've been winning the games we should have, except maybe the, the Nets game, if you want to if you, if you want to throw that one in there. But yes, this is a game, this is the first one where we really, we shouldn't have struggled to, to win this game. This should have been an easy win on the schedule. But again, if they turn around and they beat a team that they didn't, that we didn't think they were... It's just one up, one down. One up. This that's going to be a forty-one and forty-one season. Yeah. But this is two two very, 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 very embarrassing losses in the last three games. All right, it's we've had a lot you know, of embarrassing losses like, in the last two weeks. It's been more. Than, I mean, yeah, but just the Nets game on national TV, just getting fucking dumb. I mean, just totally no. The game once the game started, we were done. And now this, it's that's two really bad. I mean, I'll be honest, not exactly sure why you haven't started yet, Blandy, because it has been going on. Right, it's the news. And every week, it's 
same old thing. So, this is the news with Blanderson, who Blanderson, who who has no say in his house. Yeah. By the way, my wife saw that finances. this morning. We're laying in yeah. bed, and she's like, "So you talked about me again on the uh, on the pod?" I was like, "Huh? What?" Oh, she saw it without I, you having to show it to her. I, I was still kind of like sleeping. I was like in and out. And she's like, yeah, what, what is this? And I was like, oh, uh, you know, no. And she's like, the, the actual words, the things that you were saying are right here on the, I was like, oh, I guess, I guess Craig posted that. So thanks. Thank you for that. Yeah. I posted a, a little YouTube short and we did captions. Yeah. So every word yeah. was on there. Yeah. Awesome. I said, no, no, no. We were just talking about how I won and how, and how you said the, the money was going towards, you wanted the money to go towards bills. That's, that's it. I, my favorite part of that was Barry saying, "My wife would never." <laughs> <laughs> I show my wife saw that too. I showed it to my wife, and she didn't say anything after that. <laughs> I thought that Barry's wife would have a problem with that, and she did not. My wife. She's had a never. problem with other things. Yeah, but that she would not have a problem with. Where, <laughs> All I, right, want, where I spend my money? Come on. It is time for the news with Anderson Hooper. Yeah, we got a lot here. A lot. Uh, not really at all. Um, so LaMelo Ball was back on Sunday. First action of the season after missing the first 13 games with a sprained ankle. You know, last year he was mm. uh, an all-star for the first time. 15 points, 6 assists, and 6 rebounds in 28 minutes, which uh, clearly they weren't just easing him back in uh, like we're doing with Quentin Grimes there. Uh, and then the only other thing, since we just did this two days ago, is... Um, Isaiah Thomas, you know, it's weird because the last dance came out when 2020, right? During the pandemic. Mm. So why Isaiah Thomas would be talking about this now, I'm not sure, but he was giving an interview recently to the NBA at the NBA Abu Dhabi games. And he talked about how he was not happy with the way he was portrayed in the last dance. Uh, here's the quote. When I was watching the last dance, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it with my family and I'm thinking everything is good. And then this guy comes on television and he says that he hates me and then he calls me an asshole. And then I proceed to watch a whole documentary about him being an asshole. I'm like, wait a minute, time out. Until I get a pot and a pot yeah, until I get a public apology, this beef is gonna go on for a long, long time, because I'm from the west side of Chicago. So I mean, I guess that means something. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, he called me an asshole and the whole last dance was about how he was uh was in fact an asshole himself. Um, wow, really that's light. Basically I don't think that's accurate either. Really light news this week. Yeah, well, I listen, mean that's uh, through his eyes. He was an <laughs> asshole. Through a lot of other people's eyes that watch that documentary, was that well, Michael Jordan was a fierce competitor. He did whatever he had to do to win. Isaiah Thomas saw that as him being an asshole. Uh, just I will say in a Kyrie update, Kyrie's still not back with the Nets. They are four and one without him though so far. Four and one without him. So it mm -hmm. seems to. You know, well, I know some people well. that had um, that uh, were diagnosed with cancer and then had the cancer removed and they went into remission and then they had a better life after that. Some parallels oh. there. Wow. A, a, there you go. A, a cancer metaphor. That's always that always works. That's uplifting. Well, I think Kyrie, I think everybody's at one point or another said that Kyrie Irving is like a cancer. Oh, cancer. Oh, okay. I got you. Well, you that's you the way. Yeah the basketball bounces. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's hardnextlife at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife, Barry at Barry Dworkin, Jason at Landy Hooper, and subscribe to our fucking YouTube show, please. Yeah. 
subscribe. And you can call us. That's right. 516-33-MESH-1. You don't have to be a serial killer like Murder Jim to give us a call on our voicemails. Wow. That wasn't nice. We love Murder Jim. Say what? Right. Yeah. 516-336-4... No. 3471. What? 516-336-3741. Right. That's what I meant. 3361. <laughs> All right. Upcoming schedule, Blandy. What do you got? Oh, it's funny that you asked that because I didn't have it ready, actually. You haven't been oh, asking. All right, Barry. I mean, so, I just figured because the news segment was so short, you might want to do it. I can tell you. Right, we're, going on the, we're going on the West Coast. It's going to be a lot Tuesday, of games you're not going to be able to stay up for. No. Are you going to watch Tuesday, any of these games coming up? The day after. The day after, okay. I'll speed through it. But Tuesday, we are at the surprising Utah Jazz. Wednesday against the Joker and the Nuggets, and then Friday at the the Warriors. So, why why do I feel that the Utah Jazz is gonna be another embarrassing fucking loss? Look, Blanderson said it last episode. He said these couple of games coming up, you might have thought were easy against OKC and Utah, but they're not gonna be so easy. They're playing, they're playing really well. Ugh. You know, we're gonna get to see the guys who Utah. Apparently, like over our young guys, like Lori Markinen. Oh, uh, all star to be Lori Markinen. He's, a great he's paying star. off for them right now. So we said, sure. we said, you want Grimes? No, no. You want RJ? Maybe. <laughs> but Grimes? No, we need him. His eight minutes a game can be critical to the growth of this fucking team. That's where we draw the fucking line. I mean, you can't, you can't. Blame them with the way Markin is playing. No, you can't. Seems like they were right. Tankathon standings. <laughs> All right. After today's loss to OKC, we are now in the lottery. Oh, we are listed. We down to watch. We are listed at number ten, with a seven point six percent chance to be in the top four. One point six percent chance number one overall. Maybe we get that cold lottery thing. Shit. Like with well, Patrick Ewing. What do you think? I mean. I'm telling you, guys, we, we lose a couple more games here. We if, we if we lose two more games, we can make up two games here. We can move into a 10% chance at the number one pick. Just put With it in the Only freezer. 68 games to go in the season. Put that thing in the freezer, Only 68 please. games. So we got the 10th right now and the 20th and the 21st. Washington and Dallas... As long as they're basically out of the lottery, and the we'll top trade 14, all three of those, get those for number 15, 29, and 37 next year. Classic Nick joke, right there. All right, guys, uh, off we go to the West Coast. Until then, it is a hard Nick's life. It's a hard Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.